So as we were worshiping, and I can't remember what song it was, but I know it was before I Love You song, the Lord showed me um, those that are familiar with farms and things like that. Um, I saw blinders, so like a horse where you put on blinders. And the Lord was saying that don't let the distractions of life rear you off, but put on blinders. And then I saw like a race. So we were all in this race. And you were getting on the horse. And he was saying, they're on that horse for a reason. So whatever you're going through, whatever might be like distracting you or aggravating you or getting you off focus of what God has put you on your path, he's saying those blinders are for a reason. You are to win the race. You're not losing that race. You've already won the race. And that's why you have those blinders on. And so I just release that to you. I release it for myself. That God's got you on that right path. You're not on the wrong path. And he has, he has those protection. He has the angels. He has the Holy Spirit that's always with you, guiding you, focusing you where you need to go. Don't let those things distract you. Keep those blinders on with the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Do you have something you want to share? <laughs> so um, I feel like I need to share. Then I, well, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. If she, if she asks me to, then I will. And then she asks. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I look good, Ronnie? Um. So I feel that he need not he needs, he wants to heal us right now. I feel that he wants us to step out and pray to others for those things, those sicknesses or those ailments that we have. For instance, what I'm trying to say is I have I am a pre-diabetic, and I have back issues. So, if you're suffering from diabetes and back issues, please come to the front. And I want you guys, if you have an ailment in you, to come here and pray for others about it, because nobody can pray for your ailment like someone that has that ailment. You, I can't empathize with a drug addict because I've never been a drug addict. But if you have, I encourage you to come to the front and pray for those that have drug addict issues. Okay? So, seriously, right now, if you have any kind of back ailment or if you have any kind of diabetic issue, please come to the front. Thank you, Jesus. Guys, if you just stretch your hands out.
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. So good. So good. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I think this is going to be a little bit different service. And I think we're going to take advantage of the presence that's here. So if you have something to be prayed for, please come up. Sir, just told me what to do. And we're going to do it. Um, I have a pretty bad uh, skin issue. Um, it's really bad. And, um, and I've also got some really jacked up stuff going on with my knee from all the years of laying tile and giving out on me and all that. So does anybody have a skin issue or a, or a knee problem? Because I need to pray for you. So that's you. Come right here real quick. Guys, we don't have any music. And what an opportunity for us to worship with our own voice, with our own words. And I know it may be uncomfortable, <laughs> but gosh, if you don't mind, just worship the Lord. Worship him with whatever words come to your mind. Worship him with what's in your heart. I don't care if it's the same word. It's not about me, but I don't think he cares if it's the same word over and over again. Just worship him. Just worship him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for your presence, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the healing that's happening, Father. Thank you for the lives that are being changed this morning. Thank you, Father. 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 Lord, you are good, you are good, you are good, you are so good, you are so good, Father. Praise you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus, praise you, Jesus. You want to come up here and say that real quick? Thank you, Lord. Um, I just want to invite you to come for prayer if you're struggling with, a, I guess I would say, a broken heart. Um, over a loss, you know, loss of your loved one, a loved one, um, or any kind of stomach issues. I would even venture out to say uh, mental issues, mental health issues, um, loneliness. Uh, feeling inadequate or unworthy. Um, and even uh, financial struggles. <laughs> and one more thing, marriage. Marriage issues. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. Guys, I know this might be a little unusual we usually have background music, but man, 
what an opportunity for us to raise our voices and worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. If you're struggling with anxiety, please let me pray for you. Worthy, 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 worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Guys, this is just our opportunity to worship, to just stay in the presence, to just stay in the presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You're so good. You're so good. You're so good. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Lord, you're so good, Father. Thank you for today. Thank you for change of plans. Thank you for lives that are being changed, Lord. Thank you, 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 Lord. Oh, Lord. Man, what a beautiful picture of us working together. Oh, I love this. This is so good. This is so good. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I love this stuff, man. Oh, I guess I'm the only one. Oh, you love it too. Um, man, Eric, thank you for obeying. And I, Yeah, man, she called you out and I saw your face. I was like, oh, yeah, there it is. It's so cool, man. I, I just... And I say obeying, that you, that you heard and you stepped, really. That's not obedience. That's just, that's a heart movement, man. And I love that. And thank you so much. Um, uh, we're believing for, I know for me it was knees and skin. And uh, so praying for healing. Amen. Believing it. Uh, man, anybody else moved by that? Yeah. That was pretty, pretty powerful. And yeah, Raquel, thank you for listening, man. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> I'm not being funny. I'm being real. Eric laughed, not me. Yeah. Um, well, um, man, it's, uh, I want to share a couple of things, but, uh, we'll, and then don't forget, we have our meeting today uh, for um, anybody that's in children's ministry or parents at all, if you have any age group of, of children, um, and also, uh, if you want to help out, we have some unique ways, not the, not the old usual way you might be thinking. We have some different avenues of uh, helping out and partnering with us for children's ministry. So right after church, uh, we're, gonna, we're not going to go to super long today at all, and uh, we'll jump in and have that meeting real quick and get everybody out of here. But uh, uh, Miss Liddy, you ready back there? All right, kiddos, y'all ready? Uh, one of you. All right, that's cool. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Uh, John, you're going to take off? Or? No. This guy. I love him. I love him. 
Um, man, this was, this was, you know, this right here, this is exactly what I believe uh, and what we at CORE believe the church actually is supposed to look like, where we, we are able to listen and hear, uh, you know, what Holy Spirit is doing and definitely not come with an agenda. Uh, I absolutely uh, don't have to preach a message or anything. That's we full on uh, are excited to to just uh, move with him, and I, I love it. I think this is the way church is supposed to look. I think uh, uh, I joke a lot. Um, <laughs> I joke a lot about um, uh, Acts chapter ten and Cornelius's house. It's the second greatest name in the Bible, is what I tell everybody. But. Uh, <laughs> But the reality is that what happened at his house is what I believe church was supposed to look like, where they just come together with family and Holy Spirit moves. You know, Peter walks in there and he says, I don't know what's supposed to happen here. I just saw this vision and the Lord told me to come here and they get there and everybody gets baptized and the Holy Spirit falls and it's, you know, it's just amazing. But I love it that uh, we as core, are at a place where we are free enough um, and flexible enough to move in that way and to find out what church looks like. Um, so thank y'all. Um, I just want to share real quick, it, not long at all here, um, if you'll turn with me to Ephesians, I'm still um, talking about grace. Um, Grace. Let me know when you get there. Um, in uh, Act, oh, I'm sorry, Acts. I'm stuck in Acts now. Uh, Ephesians chapter four. Um, there's just a couple of things that that I want to point out. Uh, and you know what, my my stuff moved. Oh my goodness. Oh. Okay. Everybody there? All right. Um, I'm trying to think, too, since you didn't get to share your stuff. Next weekend is Ryan Pena, right? Saturday at 5 and Sunday at normal time. Man, uh, Ryan Pena has become a good friend of ours, and if you're in SOK, School of Kingdom, then you know Ryan from, um, he's the um, administrator of, uh, for the whole U.S., uh, and um, he's just an amazing guy, amazing insight into the Word um, from a kingdom standpoint. And also highly prophetic. And uh, so make sure your phones are charged up. Uh, we believe in recording those words <laughs> so you can play it back. Um, but Saturday at 5, um, we won't have any worship that night. Uh, we'll just get in here and just and let him loose. We've, we've been doing that 5 p.m. whenever we have a guest on Saturdays because uh, it seems to work better. So I know there's a lot of people with young kids and that's always fun, trying to get out of a service at 10.30 at night on a Saturday, and you got to be back up early on Sunday, and the kids are screaming and crying. Uh, John's screaming and crying. Uh, you know, I mean, Zoe's got to put up, and Raquel's got to put up with me because I'm crashing. So that 5 o'clock works pretty good. Uh, and so don't forget, and then um, Easter is a couple of weeks later, and then our big camping trip. Man. It's exciting. 
Uh, we actually have some people signed up that we actually don't get to see a whole lot of here in, in, in regular service. So it's going to be exciting to have some of our out there uh, extended family coming in. And uh, it's going to be good. You need any information on the camping trip, see Ms. Zoe right there. She'll get you all set up. Um, but uh, I think that was it. Man, uh, partner with us on giving uh, just so we can keep the lights on. I, I don't think anybody turned the air condition on this morning. I'm sweating, but I know usually I am I'm the oddball usually. But, um, ma'am? Oh, this is true. Uh, that's what the, anything we collect goes towards uh, the lights, the rent, uh, in, you know, our production stuff, and um, that, that's really it. It's so, um, yeah, uh, Ephesians chapter 4. Um, I always like to give a little bit, just a slight recap, um, just in case there's anybody that wasn't here. On, you know, we've done two, two services where we talked about grace, and uh, grace is not just unmerited favor, as we heard for all these years. But grace is actually a, uh, a, a gifting from the Lord. It's an empowering and a strengthening from, from, directly from the throne. Like it's, it's his grace. It's his gift. Uh, if it, it's his strengthening of the gift that's already inside of you. And uh, so we've been in Ephesians 3 and 4. And um, uh, this morning, we touched last week real quick about uh, chapter 4, verse 7. Uh, where the word says that uh, to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift, right? And then we went over to John uh, to look at um, uh, how, what the fullness of that is. And to Christ, there's no limit to his fullness, amen? And that's what we, uh, our, our gift has been given us in that, in that kind of a measurement. So in other words... Uh, your grace never runs out because his doesn't. Amen? So um, let me get back over here. Man, my whole, everything just moved on my notes, and this is not cool. Um, hmm. This is not cool. I wanted to jump in. Uh, we're going to jump in at verse, uh, in verse 10. Kind of the middle of a sentence. I don't like doing that stuff, but for the sake of time, that's what we're going to do real quick. <clears throat> so how many of y'all, I know if you've been with us any length of time, you've heard about apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, right, and evangelists. You've heard those terms, right? Um, so we're going to just touch on that just briefly. But in verse 10... Uh, he says, uh, he who descended is himself also he who ascended far above all the heavens so that he might fill all things. So there's a purpose as to why there was ascension and descension, and that's a whole other teaching. Um, but he needed to fill or fulfill all things. And so verse 11 is where we hear those, those terms. He says, um, Paul writes, and he, this is being Jesus, gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Um, little little side note for you, if, you know, people get, uh, you know, we come out of that whole church culture, the word pastor right there is not really pastor. This is the only place that the word pastor is written out in, in most of our 
you know, King James, New King James, New American Standard, all those versions, right? The word is actually shepherd. Uh, and it's, um, it's the same word used to describe a shepherd. <laughs> it's, it's a shepherd, right? And so just to show you how religion and church culture can take off with things, the entire model of the North American church uh, for the last several, uh, I think it's 140 or 150 years, the model has been it's a pastor-driven organization, uh, right? And so this whole thing was based off of a word that is actually not the right word written out. Does that make sense? So that, I wanted to point that out just to show how, how easily things can be um, misconstrued and things can be taken off. Now, I'm not saying it's a bad model, a, a, a pastor-directed church. It's a good model. I just don't believe it's the full model. And I'll show you why right here. Um, verse 11, and he gave some apostles, some po- uh, prophets, and some evangelists, and some as pastors and teachers. Verse 12, for the equipping of the saints for the work of service to the building up of the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man to the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. So there's a big circle at play right here from Ephesians 3 uh, in through uh, the end of uh, chapter 4. And he pushes on, kind of changes the dial a little bit when he gets into chapter 5. But the circle is that he begins to talk about grace. He starts off by talking about the grace that was instilled in him from the Father to bring the word to the, Jew, to the Gentiles, right? And how, uh, how that happened and what that looked like and what the purpose was. And he began to talk about, and you, talking to everyone, you have been given grace according to the measure of Christ's fullness, right? And then he comes into this part where he's actually going a little deeper. And if we, this is, this is why I, I wish uh, sorry, that's the wrong way. Man, I'm getting all kind of tongue-tied. I'm still a little rocked from earlier, so forgive me. <laughs> um, this is where uh, it's, it's really good to sit back and read. Like Ephesians is such a small book. Man, read the whole thing through and track with those, like this topic. Oh, okay, he starts talking about grace. And just track it all the way through so you can have in your head all the things and not just these 10 or 12 passages that we look at today. Um, does that make sense? Oh, cool. That means everybody's going to go home today and read it all. Yes. Um, so um, he starts describing out um, in verse 7, he said this, but to each one of us grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And then he goes in to listing out what we now know as we call it the five-fold ministry. Um, folds are... Just a name. I don't really know where that uh, kind of came from, but it's a good description are levels. Um, when you fold your towels, right? Does anybody got a specific certain way you have to fold the towels? Yeah, Raquel's got one. The other day, Hannah was at the house, and I was folding some clothes that were on the table. There was some towels. 
And she's looking at me and she says, that's not mom's way. <laughs> and I went, dang it, I forgot. And I'm looking uh, this and she goes, nope. <laughs> and so she goes, nope, pull that one there. This, no, that, there you go. And that's it. And I looked, yeah, that's the way it is. And I remembered. And as I'm looking at it, uh, the, the side that you can see, you can see the fold. And it's all the same towel. But the way that, that Raquel likes them is there's three folds. You can see the three separate layers, right? And the thing is, is that is, I had this, it was a really cool picture that I had at that moment. You, you could see the three, three layers of the same towel, and they're all, it's all together. And I thought, wow, that's really cool. As I'm over here studying about grace, and it ties into the five-fold ministry and the levels. And it was just really cool to me that uh, the way Raquel folds a towel, it ministered to me. So, um, so, <laughs> uh, so at the in verse 12 now is where, why is that important? Um, because in verse 12, he explains why grace was given specifically in these five layers or folds. It was for the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ. And we're going to pause there for a second. Um, I, I do, I know I've said this multiple times, I do love the Passion Translation. I know there's a big uproar about it. Um, the uh, Gateway Bible app actually took it off because so many people protested. And I, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, so I'm not using that app anymore. Um, I think it's kind of, I don't know, man. I mean, we don't all speak King James anymore. And, you know, anyway, y'all know if you've been here, you know where I'm at on that. But I want to read some of this out of the Passion because Brian Simmons, in studying of the language, he not just gave us, he did not just give us um, what's going on from the standpoint of the culture of the time, but he actually breaks down the Aramaic, which is what Jesus would have spoke anyway, uh, and also the Greek, which what it was written in. Um, he he kind of uses all that. You know, I, I, I joke a lot about um, um, it's kind of like, uh, there's some things that I can say in Spanish. I, I speak almost fluent Spanish. I can even read and write. And uh, Eric will, oh, man, that's probably not right. Now, Mary will really get after me, <laughs> right? But I can go to all my guys at work, and we can hang out with their families, and it's normal, right? Because there's these different dialects and different, uh, I think you would call them, um, different slang and stuff like that. I know some I'm not supposed to say, and John hasn't learned that yet, but that's okay. I'm working on him and praying very hard. Uh, and I think that's what was missed so much in, in for so many years is we weren't taking into account the culture of the day, the times, and all that. So, sorry, that was a long rabbit trail about the Passion Translation. All right. Um, uh, verse, um, I'm going to start at verse 11 in the Passion says, um, and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, some with grace to be prophets, some with grace to be evangelists, and some with grace to be pastors or shepherds, and some with grace to be teachers. 
And their calling is to nurture and prepare all of the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. As they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. So when you break it down, um, <clears throat> when you break it down, this um, part right here about, um, sorry, I lost my, I lost my spot. Uh, or works of ministry to do enlarge and build up the body of Christ. Um, church was never to be about just one person standing up here teaching you or preaching and spitting and yelling and slamming, right? And doing, everybody doing what he says. It was never supposed to be about that. That's not church. Church is about the equipping of those, of that community and those who come to that community, the equipping so that they can step into their gifting so that together they as a community can infect and affect the people around them with the good news and that in turn builds up the body something i think at least i know that i have overlooked check this out this is really cool um uh, da, 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 da. their calling is to nurture and prepare the holy believers to do their own works of ministry and as they do they will enlarge and build up the body of christ so as you all do ministry it enlarges and equips the rest of us as well because it's not the one-man show. It's a body show. It's about the body. Make sense? Um, some really cool examples of that. And I've mentioned this many times, and I'm, I'll, I'll keep doing it because it's the best example uh, for me in, 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 in my life and also for us here at CORE. Uh, Angela walks in this morning, and Sister Angela is an atmosphere uh, changer and creator. And we're here in our practice, and we're just, you know, we're going, oh, yeah, this, all that. And she walks in, and I don't even remember what she said exactly. You ever seen uh, any old wrestling fans? Yeah. Yeah. Remember Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Yeah. Remember he'd walk in with that two-by-four, he'd hit them back doors in the Coliseum, and he'd, he'd walk in like that? Yeah. You knew when that man walked in the ring or in the room. That's the way Angela is. You know when she walks in. Man, them doors open up, and we're not even looking, and we know Angela's in the room. And then she says, praise the Lord, saints. I wish I could do that accent. <laughs> praise the Lord. And she starts, give me something to dance to. <laughs> but you know what happens is all of us in that moment on the team, we all, we step up just a little bit. You know, me and Mark start jamming a little. We we're doing a little blue shuffle there for a second. <laughs> and uh, she starts dancing to that, you know. And that's what she does, is she affects the atmosphere, right? Zoe created the ministry HCA, and Rebecca is part of that, and so is Leandro, is a good friend of, of ours in, in this house. And that is a ministry that Core Church has absolutely no, um, we're not in charge of that. 
That's her ministry, right? And this was you and John. Sorry. Sorry, John. We good? Okay, sorry. I get going and I just get focused and I'm sorry. But her ministry is her ministry. And that's nothing, I, I don't like to say that's nothing to do with us because that's not the case. Um, we've walked along beside her as she has jumped in and developed and created this thing and figured it out. And, and this has been a safe place for her to do that, right? And in turn, she's made it a safe place for Rebecca and Leandro to figure their part out. And together they come in and it's, it's this it's this beautiful ministry that heals people all over the place. And it's radically uh, different, right? <laughs> I mean, look who the leaders are, right? Come on. But this is a picture of what this verse is describing. See, uh, Angela, Rebecca, uh, Zoe, they have been given a grace for a specific gifting, and the grace comes and strengthens that particular gifting in the moment when they need it or when we need it, and in turn, that is a building up of the saints and of the body. So the fullness of Christ is being pushed and being laid out as they step into the grace that's been given to them for their gifting. Does that make sense? You sure? Okay. All right. Now, now I know you're with me. There we go. And so uh, let me read it one more time. And their calling in verse 12 is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers. What if Angela walked in here and said, man, I don't even like these people anymore. I don't even want, I don't want to shout today. I don't want to do any of that. If she did that, we would be missing out. Not just on her gift, but we would be missing out in growth. Does that make sense? So there was something that shifted today in, that, in, the, in, the, uh, in, in the song. The, I think it was the first song. No, no, I'm sorry. It's when you grab the white flags. Something changed when you grabbed the white flags and you started. It wasn't that anything was bad before that, but something to me, in my opinion, something shifted in this place with those white flags. I always think it's a blue because blue is my favorite color. But as she was spinning around, and even Eric, when you stepped over here and you started flagging, something shifted. The, the, and and uh, I hope nobody thinks that it's just a one channel, right? It's either on or off. Right? I love it that there's levels. So in the beginning, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's part of uh, Adriana's gifting, man, is she's amazing at, uh, at you, you mentioned this, about her pulling, mixing songs and pulling stuff and blending, right? Uh, on the team, we call it toggling, and that's, that's her signal for toggling. We're going to toggle now. Uh, but see, look at how this worked. She has a grace for that. She has a strength for that. And in this moment, we, started, we even started off the whole service different with uh, God turning around. She really felt this week like 
we needed to kind of worship in that and kind of soak in that for a minute. And, uh, you know, in practices, it was rough. <laughs> Can I get an amen from the worship team? <laughs> it was rough. It's a 6-8 song, so it's always a little tricky. And uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we, we were sitting there, and we got through it a few times, and I'm like, can we do it again? <laughs> can we do it again? <laughs> can we please do it again? <laughs> because I, I just, I was struggling with it and trying to find my spot and, and, and get my timing right. And then uh, uh, we kept going through and we, and we got it. At least we got it in practice. <laughs> but see, here everybody walks in, and I don't know what you walked in with today what you're carrying, what you're struggling with, or what's screaming at you in your ear, I have no idea. But I know that he's already in this place. When we gather with more than one or two, there's, there's a difference, right? And so she starts us off different, and we, we have this really cool kind of an atmosphere of soaking, if you want to call it that, just kind of just hanging in there and speaking out these words that he's up to something, he's doing something. And then Eric steps out and comes over here and starts flagging after Rebecca was already doing that. And the minute you stepped out, something, something shifted. I was like, oh, I felt that. That's pretty cool. So we have Grace working in a, in a gift over here that kind of does something different. And then we have Grace that steps out over here and that shifts it again. And then we had it again that shifted when you changed to those. I don't know what that was you're doing in white flags, but, man, that was breaking all kind of stuff or something. I don't know. That's crazy. And, and then we have this powerful moment even later with Jesus, I Love You song, which she wrote, by the way, which is an amazing song. And then you have more grace that's unleashed be, un, unleashed because Raquel steps into her office and her gifting of hearing, you know, that's her office. She's the prophet of this house. And she heard that and knew exactly that God had already spoke something to you, right? Which Eric is highly prophetic already. And so grace happens again and, 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 and now the fulfillment of the body takes another step. Does that make sense? And all of these are different. Now, she, that, she does walk in that office. She's been set in place. That, that, that's her office. You don't have to have an office to walk in a calling and a gifting, right? And she hates right now. She is on fire that I said all that. She might pay John 20 bucks to punch me or something. She is, no, you wouldn't pay nobody. She just did herself. Angela already got after her because I scratched right here. She says, Sister Raquel, why you do that to Pastor Chris? Why you do that? She goes, hey, you mess with the bull, you get the horns. You know what I'm saying? No. But right then, it shifts again because he stepped into that. He could have said, oh, no, I don't know. No, I got nothing. She could have been afraid not to try. <laughs> And then the way that he released that, right? 
in the middle of all that, I actually, during worship, I actually had a prophetic word for Trinity. And she's the second person in line to pray for. It's like so cool, man. Like, man, you set that up. Why, did, why am I explaining all that? Because these are the multi-layered folds of what the body needs to be doing. One fold, one fold, one fold. Because of all that, we all get built up today. Does that make sense? So let me, let me, let me read this and, and wrap this up. Um, verse 12, and their calling is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body. Verse 13, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. Did you catch that? That is, this is, that's a really, really powerful statement. These grace ministries, verse 13, will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. It is, it is beautiful. Um, in that verse 13, uh, there's a portion there. It literally, in the Greek, it literally means until we have the full knowledge of the Son of God. Okay? Um, one other thing that's kind of cool, um, in the Aramaic and the Hebrew, the word perfect is uh, gamara or, or gamar. Uh, and that word implies that perfection cannot come. In, so let me back up, sorry. In this sentence right here where he says um, in verse 13, these grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness into the faith, until we experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God right here. And finally, we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity. That phrase right there with the word perfect, the way that it's written um, uh, it, it, uh, it implies that perfection cannot come to the body of Christ without the example and teaching of these five ministries. In other words, if you don't do your gift, then we don't get to the fullness. That's how desperately you are needed I need you to do your part, and you need me to do mine. And we need to reach the rest of this community so that they can do theirs, so that the, full, the fullness of Christ, even though we have the fullness of Christ, we don't have, I don't believe we have the full understanding and revelation of it yet, because otherwise we wouldn't still be going, because that's what he just said. We're going to keep going until we get there. Does that make sense? So what is your gifting? I will say this. Those five, the five-fold ministry, especially the last uh, 10, 15 years, man, everybody wants to be an apostle. Everybody wants to be a prophet. Lord Jesus. Man, he's, he, uh, Jesus didn't realize that he outbalanced everything, right? Um, 
This is one of those passages, just like in Galatians 5. Uh, God doesn't make lists. Men do. Right? In Galatians 5, where we read about the fruits of the Spirit, um, <laughs> oh my God, man, I remember the days of walking around with my list of nine fruits. Oh man, am I, am I showing love? Am I showing gentleness? Am I showing love? Suffering? Am I... Am I when that is not at all what that scripture says. If you go back and read it the way it's really written, it's not what it doesn't say you better be gentle. It says that you have the attributes of being gentle because God's love shows this or that. Anyway, that's the whole thing. I'm saying that because this is the foundation that Paul gave us, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He gave us this as a foundation and not to lock us into place, but to give us something to build on, is my belief. Now, if you don't agree with that, that's okay, that's cool. I believe that, um, I also believe that you're not just an, an, uh, an uh, apostolic gifting, or you're not just a prophetic gifting, or you're not just an evangelistic gifting, right? Um, We've always said for years that Chris Sanchez is our, our in-house evangelist, man. He's, uh, um, it, but you know that, um, you remember for, um, what was it? Um, I think it was in October, Pastor Appreciation. You remember our cookie jar, Dad's cookie jar that y'all gave us? Everybody wrote a prophetic word and dumped it in there, right? And, and there, those are in our closet on one of the little stand things. And I pulled one out not too long ago. I don't want to just jump in and read. Well, I do. I want to jump in and read all of them, but I'm trying to space it out. So I grabbed one the other day, and I open it up, and there it is. It's, it's from my evangelist brother, Chris Sanchez. But this is one of the best prophetic words I've ever had. Yeah. That's pretty cool because he's not just an evangelist. He doesn't have just evangelistic tendencies. Does that make sense? I believe, and there, there are several others leaders today. Uh, Drew Neal teaches on this pretty pretty well. Dub does as well. Um, even Matt um, talks about this, about a blending and a hybrid as well. And I believe that's what's so cool that we're we're on that edge, pushing forward. We're not locked into okay. I'm I'm just um, I just have this tendency. No, you're you're. Uh, <laughs> You're all things to all people. So remember we talked about that a couple of, about a couple of months ago where, man, if, if in the moment you're there and he needs you to be an evangelistic, then you're going to be that. He's going to give you what you need for that moment. Now, these five are also you know, legitimate offices in the foundation of the church, um, Paul is the one that said that the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, right? And, um, and that's the model that we run in. But the point is not the offices. The point is the gift and the grace that supplies it. So what's your gifting? What's the grace running in your veins? What is it that at the moment that you step up to the line to step into whatever he's wanting at that moment or needing from you? What's the grace that fills your veins at that moment to do what he needs done or wants done? Does that make sense? So what's, what's the grace running through you and for what cause and what purpose? Amen? Does this make sense?
Cool. All right, let's stand, man. We already had a pretty cool moment encounter. And so um, I'm going to pray for you real quick. And uh, did you? You were looking at me. Okay. Sarah's in the back. Pray for grace, for stability and foundation. Yeah. Woo, amen. Um, you know, I believe in uh, uh, doing things that are, that are weird, and we call them prophetic acts. <laughs> I believe in that stuff. Uh, you don't have to, but uh, I mean, I just feel like I need to lift my hand like this. And if you want to join me just as an act of receiving, if not, it's cool. We'll still let you have it. Father, we just thank you this morning uh, for what you've done in this place, done in this house today. And right now, Lord, I am simply praying for more grace, more understanding of our gifts, more and more and more of the revelation of what we are meant to do, called to do, capable to do. To that the, Whatever that is that's running through our veins, Father, that we would step into, into a greater depth of it, a greater capacity of it, that we would understand that, no, I am empowered by the grace of the living God. That is what runs through my veins, is the grace that you have empowered me with to step into my calling, to step into simple situations that I am the solution for, for the problems of this world. I thank you, Father, that we are in a place that we can grow into what you want us to become, what you designed us to become, and we do that because of your grace. So, Lord, I just receive it right now. I pray over every person in this house, every person watching uh, through YouTube or all that's online with us today. Lord, we just pray just for a, a supernatural release of more grace to run through our veins and empower us to be the true sons and daughters of the living God. And Lord, I just thank you so much for what we're stepping towards and what this house is doing. Thank you so much for Core Church and for the people that attend here. Uh, and we just simply give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.